0: Give it to me.
1: Give it to me. Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Molly Wood.
0: <laughs> Hello. Every, I, I'm Tom Merritt.
1: <laughs> I believe that's the first time I've screwed up my own name on this show. <laughs> Welcome. It's because I cannot wait... To get into the meat of It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you where spring has sprung. The world is opening. The little green shoots are coming out and they're carrying things with them like pollen on the wind. That trickle, that tickle you feel in the back of your throat. Don't worry. It's not allergies and it's definitely not COVID. It's things.
0: Yay. Thanks all for joining the us. things. Things, you know, in thing time, st- oh. your attention turns to love and we love things so that's why we do the show I mean this is why we do the
1: show this man he's a genius <laughs> <laughs> just you just you give him you give him just a little bump set spike done and done yeah
0: yeah sometimes he misses entirely but when i hit i hit <laughs> It really does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazing. Yeah, All right, what I've, do we got? I, I've, I've got a thing. This is, I feel. I imagine this is sort of a, a diffuse cloud of a thing that, that when you back up far enough, you start to see it as a single object. Because uh, it's certainly not new. It's been going on for decades. But it, it does seem to be condensing. We're getting more of them. And that's video, TV and movies that blur the lines between reality and fiction. So you've got the documentary that you, you uses actors or, you know, you've got the, the actor that appears like a nomad land with real people. You've got Borat, where he's a fictional character, but all the people he's talking to are real. There's this movie Bad Trip that's entirely a fictional movie, but it involves all these pranks and they shot the pranks with real people around. Uh, huh. I'm just seeing a lot of this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Very interesting. This sort of like the scripted, but with real stuff. And actually, this Washington Post article that you linked to talks about how that is the new new Netflix documentary about the college admissions thing, Operation Varsity Blues, is, quote, starring Matthew Modine. Right. A legit actor, right? That's that's a as, that's a name as an actor playing one of the people involved in this real life story, I guess. This Which seems they're
0: reenacting so, with like the legit actors, not just, you know, people who will work for scale.
1: This feels like all too appropriate for the disinformation age. Like, sure. Why not? We don't know what is real and what is not real anymore. And <laughs> we don't care, right. I guess. I mean, I they guess. They did it in The Social Dilemma. They're pointing out in this article, too, where it sort of yeah. had the, you know, it was like documentary style people talking then it would dip into this kind of like little acted sub story
0: and reenactments are nothing new those have been around for a long time they were controversial back in the 80s uh when when tv shows were doing them but there's also things like nomadland where i think it's not a bad thing it's not you know blurring the lines it's it's actually trying to accentuate a story um so i i guess like anything it can be done well or it could be done poorly and have bad effects
1: but it seems like the main point is it's being done a lot. Lately. It feels like
0: it's being done more. Yeah. On a more high on a
1: higher level, right? Yeah. Totally. Yep. Fascinating. And now that you say so, you're absolutely right. I mean, it feels like all these things that have come out are sort of are are doing this. I wonder what. I wonder why. I wonder yeah. if they're easier to film, or just it's a it's a way to make your thing feel more grounded. Although yeah. this bad trip thing doesn't seem more grounded. No,
0: like Eric no. Andre Cause it, that, that's, and I think that's what caught my eye is that there's the operation varsity thing, which you could condemn as like, Oh, even though it's Matthew Modine, come on reenactments. That's bad. There's the nomad land thing, which is up for an Oscar. There's right. Borat, which is like, Oh, that's just funny. And then there's bad trip, which is like half jackass, half uh, buddy comedy stoner film.
1: Yeah. So you almost have like two versions of it, because one is mm. artistic choices, making mm-hmm. artistic choices to do storytelling that is grounded in reality, but, you know, has elements of fiction. So you could be more creative, probably. And then the other one is just this like stupid prank culture.
0: Yeah. And that's Borat fits into that, too. You're right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's, it's sort of funny. That, that's the comedy aspect, which is mostly the prank, you know, stunt culture.
1: Right, totally. Which is funny because I have as just like a bonus thing that I'm delighted to report today on April 1st that hating April Fool's Day. Thank goodness! Like it's been an upward trending thing for the yeah. past few years because everybody's oh, yeah. like, "Oh, the internet on April 1st is the worst," and now it's just like, "No," a I, collective smackdown. I
0: myself adored April Fool's Day in 2003. I oh, thought. Yeah. Uh, the idea that websites would get in on it and make fake pages was hilarious. It was in so two thousand four.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in two thousand five, it was starting to feel know, a little repetitive.
0: Twenty ten ish. I was like, okay, this is too much. Like, we can't even cover news on this day. I, uh-huh. I feel like it was about three years ago that the the bloom started to really fade off the rose, and it was about we could actually go back to having like at least half of the things in my feed were real. And then last year, because of the pandemic. It was like, yeah, nothing's funny right now. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. even. And I think. And that then killed this it. year,
1: it's like, look, things might seem like they're getting funny. Like the boat, would everybody love the big boat? Don't try, don't mess this up. Don't do
0: it. There, there, there were a few more traditional April Fools' where it's like we're not really trying to fool you. You know, we're not going above and beyond. We're just making a joke. Uh, but my feeds, my, my news feeds were normal today, mm-hmm. except for yeah. like two or three roundups of like, here's some of the funniest April Fool's stuff out there. Which
1: imagine but there the like reporter assigned false to news
0: stories? Maybe the full yeah. fake news thing is taking the bloom off the rose. Too, I right?
1: will say, actually, the Volkswagen thing has been the most fascinating to watch all week long. Where, like, early in the week, like a story came out that said, "Oh, Volkswagen is going to change the name of its U.S. operations to Volkswagen." To Really show how into electric cars they are. And I was like, ah, uh, no, I'm not buying it. Yeah. And let me, let me just tell you guys as this, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to remind you to probably just not internet this week. Cause it's going to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then, but then it briefly seemed like it might be true. And then they were like, no, no, it was a, it was a prank, but then, then they were like, Oh no, we maybe we went too far <laughs> with the prank, which made me think like, was it a prank? And then it was received. So what if it was true and it was received so badly that you tried to turn it into a prank but then now and then i was like i think they just don't know how to funny and
0: i, they I think you don't know how to do it what i think they 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 didn't read the room they they made something that in tw- 2009 wouldn't have even stood out no nope. right? it would have got lost in the in the wash uh but you know it's like they showed up at the party five years too late uh and we're like hey look what we got and everybody's like yeah we don't do that anymore that's not funny and
1: they- had to say they were sorry yeah, like i was like no. come on don't you. just lean much, in obviously. at that
0: point yeah oh babies
1: anyway technically that was not my thing it's just that it is in fact april though. fools yeah. and so i wanted to tell you we're not and doing it fits that fits in
0: with the whole blurring the lines yeah it um, does it's yeah. perfect
1: Everybody's, yeah yeah actually fine for movies maybe not for twitter i don't know um we have discussed this trend in Passing in glancing terms, and now I'm just going to name it, and please hope that it goes away. Like everyone needs to go back to work so that we can stop making weird food on TikTok. (laughs) And there is, in particular, Mm -hmm. this kind of very strange subgenre. So, like Uber thing here, the Or thing is people just making weird food in pandemic, right? Because they don't, they haven't nothing but time.
0: Totally fine. Totally understand.
1: Sub thing that I'm referring to specifically today, and I would like to apologize in advance because, like, a lot of the links related to this have the F word in them.
0: Mm. Not the food word, but different F word. The
1: sub thing is these is like a lot for no better way to put it. A lot of sort of white women making what appeared to be like disgusting convenience food combinations. And the one that made me – that pushed me over into, like, it's got to be a thing was a lady who – and it it involves, like, this, like – they're hacks, right? It's, like, a clever food hack. Like, oh, I put this on this. I layered potatoes on mac and cheese and turned the mac and cheese into gratin or something like that. I just made that up, but it sounds kind of good. Hmm. But, yeah. like, because, uh-oh, what if I'm one of them? And then the one <laughs> that was posted the other day on r slash uh, stupid food, which is a good repository for a lot of these things – um was like a lady on tiktok who made a denver omelet a boiled denver omelet uh including lay's potato chips which she boiled inside the lay's potato chips bag Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like this to me was the culmination of this kind of crap right so it was like there's chips in a bag then she puts, like, an egg in there, and then she uses the word – my favorite part, by the way, is that it's Reddit, so they just make fun of her knife skills, mm-hmm. which is amazing. <laughs> she cuts, like, huge chunks of onion and some flabby-looking ham and whatever, and then just pours it and then some veggies, and she pours it all into the Lay's bag and then boils it. And I'm sorry. She's got- You're going to die from whatever chemicals are in that bag. And then turns it upside down, and it comes out as just, like, a Denver omelet loaf. Of some sort, on Snapchat there was someone who cut open like we. I think probably a lot of people have seen the Frito bag that they make to put taco meat in. Mm. It's like a Mm. common Austin thing, sort of. But this was like she cuts open. They cut open a bag of like hot Cheetos and put all these different like ingredients in, and it just is like, look, it's got to stop. It's all got to stop. You all have to go back to work and stop doing this. And I know that it's an actual thing because USA Today had a story about the craziest viral cooking trends from a year of quarantine. I'm both delighted and a little embarrassed to say that at least three things on this list are things we talked about. in our
0: show. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) and if I may, it's a fine line. Hot chocolate bombs, Dalgona coffee. Those Mm -hmm. are unusual foods that during pandemic caught on and I think are legit. In fact, Mm -hmm. I'll even go so far as to say, I bet there's a cook in a bag hack for like, hey, if you're out camping, you know, you could do this and make an omelet. I bet there's mm-hmm. a legit version of that, but that's not what Molly's talking about. If, if I have you right, you're not talking about like, oh, that's a crazy cool hack that I could use if I had to, or, oh, that's an unusual recipe that I was unaware of, or that you know. that's a really cool way to use spam and American cheese to make a delicious rice ball. We're talking about p- things that are not really meant to be taken seriously. They're just mashing up eggs, peppers, and potato chips in a bag. they're, they're it's almost like a parody mm-hmm. of the real food hacks. Out there.
1: Kind of. And yet they seem so sincere. In fact, okay, true story. I wanted to find some more examples. And so just now I typed into DuckDuckGo, gross white lady food hacks. And I came up with the one that I had forgotten that actually started it all, uh, which was written up in the Atlantic, SpaghettiO's Pie. And the piece is called this, I can't believe this exists. It's totally a thing. The absurd logic of internet recipe hacks. <laughs> and again,
0: I, I'm personally not willing to discount that there might be a SpaghettiOs pie slash casserole recipe out there that I look at and go like, actually, that's pretty genius. But most of I mean, them not. That's not the point. These are supposed to have shock value to make you go, oh my gosh, that's so gross. Let me watch I mean, another one. Are they? I'm not sure. Mm, pretty sure.
1: It's so funny, like this lady, the way the so this is the debate, because the way that this article is written is exactly the debate that we're having now. When you see anything online, she writes this author, uh, who is Amanda Mole. It's prudent to ask yourself at least one question before committing to a reaction. Is this a joke? From the SpaghettiOs pie video alone, it's hard to know. I reached out to Flom, the, the woman in the video, but she didn't respond. I watched the video again and again, looking for details that would make it clear whether people on Twitter who were largely taking it at face value were getting trolled. Flom plays the scene totally straight, discussing the pie in the buoyant, slightly conspiratorial tone of someone demonstrating a life hack. But she doesn't cut or taste the pie once it comes out of the oven. Is that a tell?
0: Here's the, that's how they get I don't you. Know. That's how they get you is trying to determine the truth. Don't worry about <laughs> uh-huh. it. Don't worry uh-huh. about it. It doesn't matter what their intention was. I Does the can't. recipe make sense? Do you look at it and go like, "Oh, that's ingenious," or do you look at it and go, "That's really stupid"? That's your test. No, keep it. Keep it's it inside of- yourself. It, once you're playing the devil's game, once you try to like, "What did they mean? Are they trolling? Am I being fooled?" It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's either ridiculous no, the, but, or it's useful. But the
1: debate. The debate is why it's a thing. If oh, it was totally. just like oh, gross videos, right. it you're wouldn't matter. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that we can't leave it, I cannot leave yeah, it alone. Yeah, people can't dude. leave it alone. You're
0: absolutely right.
1: And that's why it's a thing. Because yeah. I have got to know if this lady putting canned, like putting pasta on a frozen pie crust. It, which, it's amazing. Which is
0: why it's also popular. Right. These don't become popular if it's obvious people because you start discounting and it's not that funny. But the like, oh, my gosh, did you see what this person did? That's what causes virality to take off. Right. Because everybody yep. gets to feel a little superior outrage. It is. It is a total thing. Yeah. I absolutely. can't Nailed believe it.
1: I can't believe there's an Atlantic article about it. That's now I know that kind of actually puts the stamp on it. Doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. And it was only two weeks ago or a month ago. So yay.
0: I mean, I'll stand by the that I'll go the coffee though. That's I'm good right. stuff. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Uh, <laughs> transparent glass frames. Oh, just, yeah. just just you know sometimes you just got to check them off put them in the books make sure they're you know for the record <laughs> uh but yeah especially if you pair it with a turtleneck and a, a short beard uh you, you'll get vc funding you won't even need to try you'll just be walking down the street people are like oh my gosh you have transparent flames and a uh, frames and a beard and a turtleneck here here's 200 million dollars a series please
1: take some money yeah
0: They'll be yeah. like, but I don't have a profitability plan or a company, and they'll be like, doesn't matter. You've got transparent fl- frames. You look smart. Uh, you no, sir I, are smart. Smart. This is everywhere, right? <laughs> oh my god! And it's it definitely really like a Silicon Valley centered thing. Although it's not only there; it's also in New York and other places too.
1: Yep, that's just the easy one, and uh huh, and but you are absolutely right to point out that it is paired with another specific look, and without that look, it wouldn't really rise to the level of thingdom but it's also got to be paired with like yeah black pullover or like yeah mm-hmm. i want to
0: i want to point out because i i already see people in discord saying wait a minute i i got some transparent it, it doesn't Me make too? you like a a tool to have transparent frames that's just the thing there's mm-hmm. a subset of how you wear them i think that is important to note
1: yeah, it's the accoutrement that <laughs> yeah. takes you from right and person the attitude, who bought cool looking, right? trendy if glasses. Like, look
0: at some transparent frames and you're like, oh, those are cool. Let me try wearing those. Totally fine. Totally fine. It's possible the word we're looking for here is hipster. Mm-hmm. It's all in yeah. the attitude.
1: It's in the, yeah, in the accessories. Um, speaking of accessories, hey, oh. So. You know how sometimes you're pretty sure that something is a thing and then you come to your Google Doc and you do a quick duck, duck, go seven to eight minutes before the show starts to see if there's a recent article about how there, the thing is a thing? Mm-hmm. So that's what happened to me today when I was like, you know what? It seems to be a thing. I just bought one at an antique market and then my boyfriend texted me pictures of like three of them as macrame. And then thank you RadioFiji.com for publishing an article today saying hanging (laughs) plants macrame is once again a trend in home decoration Uh,
0: rich rich producer rich uh we'll need you to go back and do some some research a little on this uh i swear when we talked about the blue kitchens and i talked about that being our avocado green yeah i said something about macrame i don't remember what it was
1: no, you definitely did. You definitely mentioned it and it inceptioned it. And I was like, oh, I have a macrame thing back there. We may have even had yeah. that
0: version we of the are conversation. We're living the 70s. Yeah.
1: And now we literally, like, it, it is It is confirmed. Because you're right. Thing- Look at this. Formation.
0: Radio Fiji is not lying. No,
1: it's everywhere. And it looks so cool.
0: <laughs> I mean, until it's not cool anymore. That's the thing about macrame. It was really cool when it was cool. And then it wasn't cool. Now it's cool again so Maybe it's get in quick never. that's what i would that's what i would recommend
1: yeah go now definitely go now and get this cute little like there's a little hanging thing that has like six different plants with small mm-hmm. macrame planters i want that
0: oh my gosh that picture with the green fedora hanging I on the rack with all the green macrame. fedora <laughs> hanging off it
1: like talk about a look uh, i'm yeah. embarrassed at how much macrame I want is, is
0: very practical though it's, it's it's really good for hanging plants
1: I mean, it because it, it's hard to actually find good plant hangers.
0: Yeah. Which is weird. And you don't want I'm it scratching up mind. the pot, you know? Yeah. So you got nice, strong yarn or rope. I or feel whatever. like
1: really ahead of the curve here because I bought this I one are. at the vintage market. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh my God.
0: You're doing I it right. so cool. Yeah. Because you, you could bail on macrame six months and say like, man, macrame is over and be ahead of the curve still too. Hey. Totally.
1: I think the 70s are going to be with us for a minute, though.
0: Ooh, Kent, Kent 13 points out macrame has been used by sailors for years. Maybe this is a sea really? shanty related <laughs> a, situation.
1: Is there a sea shanty crossover? Yeah. There's got to be.
0: <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Good stuff. Uh, and that's not all the things we have. We also get emails from you, feedback at it's a thing.me, like Manny mentioning an Among Us singularity. And he writes, there was a meetup between two major Among Us streamers, one of which never reveals his face, and it's the most wholesome feel-good thing ever. It was made into a TikTok and tweeted, and all the comments are filled with big names in gaming, and it's all so wholesome. Of course, links at the bottom, twitter.com. The meetup seemed from when one streamer had mentioned wanting to buy merchandise from Corpse, the anonymous streamer, Corpse offered to hand-deliver it, and it actually happened.
1: Oh, that is amazing. I love that Manny, by the way, is basically our like streaming culture correspondent. Seriously.
0: Like, Like, uh, this is the guy on the scene, plugged into the Discord, snooping around, finding the things. I love it. He
1: knows what's up. Lewis writes in about hyper pop and says, Hey, Molly and Tom, here with a music thing. (laughs) Auto tune is back, but Mm. not like normal auto tune where you simply correct the singer's pitch off-the-chart autotune where it intentionally sounds distorted. Oh, yeah, I have heard this. A modern resurgence of T-pain, if you will, but faster tempo and even more autotune-ness. I've heard it called hyperpop. You can find a Spotify playlist full of this stuff from Charlie XCX to new bedroom pop upstarts like Live and Eric Coda. Eric Doa. Uh, I think they layer lots of vocal recordings on top of each other, autotune the vocals like crazy, and then combine it with harsh, punchy beats. Usually the lyrics are pretty dark, too, how very Gen Z of them. Uh, I'm trying to think of the band that Eli just introduced me to. A Hundred gecks is wow. exactly this sound. Okay, And I kind of like them. And then, uh, sorry, Lewis says, one more thing. Remember Rebecca Black? Well, she's back with a remix of Friday. And guess what? Hyperpop. Oh.
0: Amazing. Lewis, thank you. This is the Good. kind of thing that keeps me young uh now it, i know about hyperpop and i can blow people's mind when i go like well it's kind of like it sounds kind of like hyperpop and they go you know hyperpop. what hyperpop is so
1: right i, I mean, seriously, all to you, seriously we only do this show so that we can still sound current on twitter i mean really that's it it's, it's,
0: you're not wrong no that's <laughs> one of hyperpop. the larger reasons <laughs> uh, uh fordo on cinnamon toast shrimp gate wrote what do we think about the alleged mouse droppings that Carp claims were baked into or onto the cereal? Yes. I just didn't want to say the words mouse droppings when we talked about this last time. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, we should yeah. we should confront that. I yeah. saw an Inside Edition interview today with a Louisiana shrimp farmer that the show brought on to verify that those things were, in fact, shrimp tails. Seriously. And Carp has refused to turn the box over to General Mills for inspection. But instead, he put a seatbelt around the box in the passenger seat of his car. This guy is so working the stunt and drove mm-hmm. it to be DNA tested somewhere in the valley. What are DNA tests going to prove that? Yes, the stuff in the cereal box are actually shrimp tails and rat droppings we already know this the question is obviously how did they get there and i love me some costco and i do not like them being dragged into this guy's thing oh no i do not not one bit i Mm -hmm. bet we find out this whole thing was a scam by next week's episode this is so stupid and yet i wouldn't miss it for the world not a minute smiley emoji for it
1: love it oh my goodness i love it that is amazing
0: yeah, uh, she, Fordo was right. We would either agree. find out it was a scam or it would fade away by, by the next episode. And it mostly
1: just went away. I think it's That's just over now. Yeah. The, I'm sorry, we had the big boat, so Shrimp Tail Gate is over.
0: Oh, I'm so glad the boat floated. <laughs>
1: I retweeted your tweet.
0: They, I saw, actually, uh, I was very. I, I didn't want to give you that one, like, oh, and I was that like, one, okay, that, that made, one made me laugh, That one must have been really good, because Molly retweeted
1: That made me laugh. I was a little bummed that the boat was freed, I'm not even going to lie, because that yeah, was a lot
0: of fun. You kind of got attached to the whole situation. Yeah. yeah I hear yeah, you. It's good uh, but have been a lot of little heroes, floated, heroes though, coming out of it, man, so. mm, PS5 shortage, don't need to make that worse. I mean, yeah. Yay, global trade. It's for the All right, folks, time for the shout-outs. If you support us at the shout-out level, the top level on our Patreon, you get a custom shout-out every episode during the month in which you back us, uh, written by our amazing producer, Rich Stroffolino. This this week, the shout-outs were not written by <laughs> right, Rich Right, this Troffolino. week he
1: no. got tired. Yeah. Nah.
0: He outsourced the first sentence. Uh, well, he outsourced everything but the first sentence. He took the first sentence of each shout out and fed it into gpt.contentize.com, a machine learning algorithm that then wrote the rest of the shout out. Basically, he was just trying to find out if an algorithm can replace him. Let's see, shall we? Let's do. What should I say about Lee Price? If you can't think of a single comment that is positive, try instead. I feel that my friend Lee Price doesn't like me, although he might seem friendly sometimes. The positive and negative here aren't redundant.
1: What is Kevin Sill's best quality? The answer lies in his great kindness and generosity, a gift given constantly to everyone he meets, his friends, family, colleagues, and the general public recognize and appreciate his genuine warmth and warm, open-hearted lovingness that is contagious.
0: Eric Duncan told me his favorite thing about this podcast, but it wasn't his favorite thing. It was the last minute during a time of deep sadness in his heart, a moment I'll always remember. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Dang. Scott Ryan Hart is the kind of guy who, when you meet him, gives you a free gift and then just sort of says, no thanks. Then he's a former astronaut, and now he works with NASA. He doesn't say much, but he talks a lot. With a little help from some science, you can see what his job is like. Uh, Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. AI really hit the wall there.
0: Jake Woods told me his favorite thing about this podcast— I also interviewed former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley just last year at the same time. So forget Jake Woods, apparently. I was very disappointed. But the next day I started thinking, how much of this could have been avoided from being part of politics? I am so disappointed in politicians now. (laughs) Preaching to the crowd, Jake Woods.
1: Gabrielle Cohen is a proud supporter of this podcast of the University of Florida School of Medicine (laughs) and part of one of only five. There are two other hospitals worldwide with that designation.
0: I feel we should point out that Molly did not misread that. No. And literally wrote, and part of one of only five.
1: Yes. Thanks for noticing because that was, uh uh-huh. Yep. Mm -hmm. My brain tried hard to correct that.
0: (laughs) We can all agree what Brad Sparks' support means to this show. Brad's been an essential part of WWE's development process for five years in a row now. And while the current iteration is still going with NXT, the company has never lacked confidence that Brad will always be a vital component as long as they wanted him on the scene. At WrestleMania at this point last week, they announced that the character has been officially named Raw Commissioner.
1: (laughs) Didn't see that coming. No. (laughs) god joe hood's favorite part of supporting this podcast is when we get together on the air before after in the middle of conversation to laugh about how silly america is for being so scared of terrorism that's not
0: true that's not true ai <laughs> that's not true at we do at not all. do that
1: ai we never do that no no <laughs> ai
0: <laughs> if we could ask louis saint one thing it would be this question what's with those glasses I saw them for the first time three weeks ago. It seems some bizarre spectacle ha, that might have been a sort of a human Klieg light on a city street, or better yet, in a circus tent. Ouch.
1: Wow. At least the AI made a pun, so Tom can still be in. Yeah. When you think of Mike Aikens, you think about his football legacy for one of the all-time wizards. <laughs> We were at the Players Clinic in the UK when Giants quarterback David Carr had that wonderful night from the Eagles-Broncos playoff game. He scored the winning touchdown in the dying seconds of
0: that game. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but I can't tell where.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, a review of the It's a Thing podcast by James C. Smith. For people like myself who are fans of both anime and podcast it's inevitable that we'll end up taking sides on what the medium is quote, worthwhile and in what capacity podcasts make an impact on culture and world events. That being said, in my opinion, podcasting is as valuable as any entertainment medium out there. I'll try to kiss up to us at the end machine. I learning. mean, seriously. I that.
1: And that's why he supports us. That is why he and so many of you inexplicably almost support us at the shout out level. And I, for one, feel great. <laughs> Knowing that AI is unlikely to replace us immediately.
0: So far, so good. Thank you, Rich. Wowie. Wow. Wow.
1: (laughs) Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Also, Rich, by the way, points out that was considerably shorter than the first draft.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? Okay, good. Good to know.
1: (laughs) Oh, Incredible. Thank you for listening to It's a Thing. You too can become a member and join us live in the Discord every Thursday afternoon when we record an ad-free RSS feed, all of that, and maybe even a custom shout out week after week, patreon.com
0: slash it's a thing. Keep those emails coming. Email us your things. We love hearing them. Feedback at itsathing.me. See you next week. Bye. Bye, you no know. man. I'm speaking lies. Get
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up
0: stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.